Leave him alone. <laughs> it's funny that something so great led to somebody leaving the van. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> what the hell are y'all talking oh, about? Fuck. Old band. Old band members. Oh, share share so with got, the class. Who got maliciously made fun of. <laughs> An old member of the band, uh, instead of instead of traveling with us to shows, he decided to just hop from couch to couch of band members that he was friends with. I'll be nice. And uh, one of them was a member of Billy Club Sandwich named Malone, and we were maliciously making fun of him. You're By the way, none of this, of none of this, none of this goes on here. We had a uh, we had a place that he was welcome to stay at that was five minutes from the venue he wouldn't have had to pay for shit because we had already paid for it yeah instead of doing that we were in boston no more like balls no because when we were when we played plymouth he slept uh that dude's house uh the guy guy that brought his like dog to the show oh sean walsh yeah (laughs) oh then it must have been that brockton one did we play brockton yeah I don't remember. Brockton, more like with uh, Tent on Hammer and Queensway. And no, uh, that was Plymouth. That was Plymouth. Because there was the one where he actually, instead of staying with us in town, he drove north to Connecticut to stay with Ted and Lissa. No, because that that the leave him alone was uh, was at Champs. So he drove all the way to Connecticut, and we were playing Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> And then he got there, and we were like just making fun of him. And then finally, Travis was like, "Come on, guys, leave him alone." <laughs> and then he quit the band. Well, right before Travis said that, he had uh, just finally had enough. He's like, "You guys just don't do nothing but rag on me," and just like fucking flipped out on us. And Travis was like, "Yeah, guys, just leave him alone." And, and then- I, I had to walk away. <laughs> That's a sniper move. I had to walk the yeah. fuck away. That's a good one. That shit was brutal. Travis doesn't hit much, but that was a headshot. Uh, you got the listening party stuff? Mm-hmm. You want to do that first? You want to do a regular one first? I'm just vibing first. Yeah, man. Well, loosen up, if you will. Mm. I got, I got it, you. Took, it took you two minutes to put it right back where I told you not to. Well, it's uncomfortable there. <laughs> Shut up. No one likes you. <laughs> That's awfully mean. Shut up, dude. I like you. See? There he goes. It's, it's not, you're not mad at me, you're mad at your father. <laughs> I am, I am, I ate my father. <laughs> is that me? I can hear breathing? Yeah. It's Jesus. It's you. It's, this is a hot ass mic. I gotta sit I'll turn the, you down a little yeah, bit. I gotta sit all the way back here. <laughs> the, Mar- the Mark Green? Oh, this is just from today. This is, as you ever notice, Tom looks like the angry video game nerd. But let, oh, this is dream. maybe a young AVGN. Yeah. Yeah. Before before he lost all his hair. Before yeah. he had this hair. Before I had my <laughs> hair. Yeah. Yeah. Last what? night I wrote this because as soon as I woke up, but I, w- I had was dreaming of cooking expired ribs. <laughs> Why? Like, <laughs> how the fuck should I know? I can't explain <laughs> dreams. Do were it. Roll, were you rolling the dice? Or explain, were you like, explain it now. <laughs> you know those ribs you can get that are already pre-seasoned, pre-packaged, mm-hmm. already have the sauce and shit on it. Mm-hmm. It was those, and I pulled them out of the freezer. And they had supposedly gone bad, like, I don't know, like a month, at least a month beforehand. Yeah, but they were in the freezer. And the whole time I was cooking them, 
I was walking around to people with the packaging in my hand saying, is it okay to cook this still, you think? Is it okay to cook this, you, you think? Meanwhile, each time person I was talking to was in a different building, but I was constantly walking outside of the building and ending up at the grill on my porch <laughs> to look to check on the ribs that I was already cooking. <laughs> I just woke up. I was like, what the fuck did I eat last night that led to this? Eddie's. No. I was stone sober yesterday. Oh. Edibies, I get you. Yeah. I wish Ed- I had Ed-a-beezy. dreams. I wish I had dreams, dude. That sounds fun. I do now. <laughs> I haven't pondered a, a good dream in a while. Well, I can't really ponder them because if I don't write them down, I fucking forget them instantly. Me too. It's I, a weekend I, thing for me because if I, like during the week, I wake up too early, so I don't really even know what the fuck's going on for the first 20 minutes. Yeah. But in the on the weekends when I get to sleep in a little bit, then I get to yeah. enjoy my dreams. What's, I like falling back asleep and going back into them. Yeah, Damn, I, that's I the only that time shit. I do dream. Yeah, is I if can, I wake I do that. if I wake up at like say like seven on the weekends, mm-hmm. I go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. I almost always dream. Right back into it. I wouldn't have resumed from like the the night's sleep before, but oh, I'll yeah, start yeah. I'll start dreaming in the morning. Oh no no, I can on my second I can, sleep. I can wake up and just be like, yo, that was the shit. Yonk. Back out. That's cool. Yeah. Because when I was little, I definitely had dreams. I'm like, no, I don't want that to end. I want to go back. (laughs) Go back to the dream. Go back to the dream. Freddy Krueger shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, but opposite because it's cool and nice. Not always, but I still want to go back because it's better than life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It is a a dream. I'd rather have a child murderer chasing me. Nah, I prefer not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can put anything in there. I don't want it chasing me because I don't want to run. That's true. Speaking of uh, Carmen, whatever his name is, from the comments today. <laughs> you didn't see those? I don't remember. Oh, the one that you replied on, yeah. replied at? Yeah. And then I we, replied. We got a couple of responses on our YouTube short, too, about guys like uh, one, which, one was which short. Uh, the the only thing I posted today about the Olympics. Oh. It seems to be a hot hot topic, right? I fucking knew it would be. That's why I made it a clip. <laughs> um, somebody said, "Because one guy's fat." No, one thing was about um, like, oh, the, just the <laughs> these nuts, these nuts, two four seven six says these dudes unintelligent. Yeah, no shit. I mean, and yeah. I just I just responded with T he. It's in the fucking title of the fucking podcast. Illiterate. Yeah, it's it's very unintelligent. But one says nothing more riveting than watching four different variants of the same stocky white guy with glasses Aww. complain about sports. Keep up the great work. I replied with a <laughs> emoji. I just like he called me stocky. He called you stocky. That's a oh, yeah. That's yeah. a high compliment. Yeah. yeah. If he calls me husky, I might marry him. Yeah. <laughs> Did you used to have to buy jeans in the husky section? Where it actually said husky? No, I went to stores where you only had a husky section. Oh, okay. My grandmother would take me to Sears and they had a they have they, they had, they had, had a, a section. They had a section that just said husky. On the, the <laughs> stage. Apparently that was a brand too. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that it was a brand, like but it was a offshoot of one of the main I definitely had places. Bugle Boy Huskies. <laughs> I always had to go to Big and Tall. Like there's like straight fit relaxed mm-hmm. fit husky. loose fit husky mm-hmm. whatever can fit around my fat fucking gunt <laughs> that's why i always had to get <laughs> gunt <laughs> it's not quite a gut it's not quite my cunt it's a gunt i thought it was because it's both 
what I fucking said. You said not quite, not quite this, not quite that, though. Yeah. So that means it's both. It, that, well, the, your language says that it's neither. It's not quite. Does mean it's not? Whatever semantics. I have nothing wrong with the Jews. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, guys, we're arguing about pants. <laughs> I fucking don't like pants, dude. Yeah, fuck pants. So fuck um, pants. I do like sweatpants. What else I have written down here? Things to talk about. Uh, do you find this? I was probably talking to somebody the other day. Farts. Do you think it's weird when somebody says a certain band is their favorite band, but they only like one record from that band? I That'd be like saying your favorite band's Metallica, and but the only record of theirs you like is Rain and Blood. You know what I mean? It's like. <clears throat> Or yeah, whatever. their best record for yeah. sure. Yeah, man. But you know, it's like, <laughs> like look, say you're trying to think of a band that has an extensive. Your okay, your favorite band is Aerosmith, but the only record you like is Pump. You know, like you don't like anything else they put out, and they have like thirty records. No, I guess my question would be: Do they dislike the rest of the catalog, or they just don't really listen to it? They don't listen to it or like it. They out and out ignore it. I yeah, think. That's very, weird. I mean, very it's, weird. It's fair that that's their favorite band because that's a very subjective thing, but it's bizarre and it just tells me that they don't like music very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it, you turn me down, your your headphone. Yeah, there you go. All I hear is whatever you're doing. What are you doing? Like chewing your tongue? I'm chewing gum. Oh, how's this? Is it better? Not really. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Oh, my favorite band's like the Deftones, but I only like the one with the horse on it. It's like you don't like any of the other albums. Like, not really. It's like then that's not your favorite band. That's just one of your favorite records. Like, I'm not saying you have to go fucking all out for a band's entire discography, but you should at least like three out of LPs. Yeah, you should like a, a yeah, variety. It's, it's a bizarre stance to take. Yeah, I think it's more of like a hyper hyperbolized statement. And I I don't like hyperbole very much when it comes to bands either. You know what the fuck you're talking about? Hyperbole? Yeah, I don't know what it means. You do. I don't. You, you just you don't know the word, but you know what hyperbole means. <laughs> I fucking cleared it all up, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exaggerating. Oh. Like using exaggerating. Here's a perfect language. example. A lot of people love the Cro-Mags, right? But they only like fucking Coral. H. Coral. Yeah. Then it's not your favorite band. No, that's a that's a stupid thing to say. That's just one of your favorite records. Yeah, they'll just because they'll out and out ignore like best wishes or and anything, l- let else. alone like Alpha and like all, yeah. all the other. Clearly, revenge is the best. Re- know, revenge. Your death experience, but uh, like, and another thing that kind of folds in with that, since you guys are giving me nothing on that subject, um, band people whose favorite bands only have like eight or nine songs. Did you only really find this in punk rock and hardcore music? Yeah, it's a pretty. Staunch. Or people will be like, their favorite band is like some band that only had like a seven inch, in like nineteen ninety three. I mean, I wouldn't completely. The same with the first question. Like, I wouldn't really completely discount oh, that. That's why. I wouldn't like discount their their opinion. It's just a weird opinion to have. Yeah, but that seems like a very young person's. That's thing. so weird. Like, you know what I mean? If it's a new band and they're like young and there's like the the hottest shit in the planet right now, the like. F- Favorite band. Yeah. Well, I mean, as the for instance, the first time I heard some like along the line, someone said their favorite hardcore band was Outburst, and I was, or not Outburst, the other one, uh, the Ice Men. I was like, Are you? F- they have like five. They songs. have yeah. a record, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have like a seven inch and a demo tape. Yeah. And it's like, that's your favorite hardcore. Like, I was thinking is it really, things. or are you just trying to find something you think is the most obscure thing ever to say that's your favorite well, there's thing? There's a little bit of that, too. I think it depends on what, what the favorite band is. But if it was the Iceman, then I think it's somebody that's just trying to dig into the depths of yeah. hardcore. But it's a we've, all, we've all heard bands that were great, that had like a really great seven inch and then just broke up. But would you really consider like eight minutes of material like your favorite band? That's fucking weird. No. Number one of all bands. Yeah, that's weird. Even in a certain genre, that's weird. Yeah, if it's your favorite punk band, your favorite hardcore band, or whatever. That's just strange. Dude, you could also put a like put up against your your number two and number three favorite bands. You could probably name more than five songs that you love off the top of your head. Yeah. So. To say that full like a band with only four songs or five songs, period, is fuck. It's, it's just it it doesn't it doesn't hold water. I it don't just, like it. It just seems really weird the whole both situations. And one of the, reminds me of a uh, last time you and I went and saw Helmet together. Mm-hmm. We ran into two of your old bandmates from your first band, mm-hmm. and they were also we were like, "Hey, we're we're fucking Helmet super fans too." We're like, "Oh yeah, us too." We don't want to hear any of that shit after meantime, though. You're like, no, it was Betty. Eh? It was probably mm-hmm. Betty. But yeah, same same sentiment though. It's like, then what are you doing here? Yeah, <laughs> like what are you doing? It's just yeah. You know they've done nothing but write records. Right? It's like if you're a quote unquote super fan, <laughs> not very super, but you don't like the back half of their catalog. It's like you don't have to love it. That's not really yeah, but you're not being a super fan. No, no. yeah, I'd call you a lackluster you, fan. You'd be a f- I could say yes. You could say you're a fan of sure. the band, but you're more a fan of records than band. Yeah, but, like, I'm a super fan. Like that <laughs> invokes something more than. Yeah. Yeah, agree. So we don't want to hear anything made after in 2000 forward. You're like, all right, calm down. And then you're gonna have a bad night. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, guess what? A lot of that guess shit's what? coming. <laughs> well, then again, it was in their defense the 30th anniversary for that one record. Well, yeah, so don't the, look now. Yeah. So the. <laughs> So the first, uh, with the first set, because they played two sets. The first set, they were probably stoked. And then the second set, I don't know. You could just leave, though. The second set, fucking uh, one of them talked to me a lot more. <laughs> and I was like, look, I get it, you're bored, but I'm enjoying myself right now. Could you please shut the fuck up? Did you say that? I wish yeah, you would Yeah, I was just like, I was like, yeah. Like, I kept doing this. I kept going like, like that. <laughs> If it was uh, the one with the mustache. Yeah. It was definitely the supervillain looking one. Uh, he also uh, kept trying to talk to me about, at the time, the new Tool record. And I kept telling him, I don't, oh, good. I don't really care for Tool that much. Great. The, and so, so, Okay, so here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I love when people do that and they're yeah. just like, yeah, okay, but... And they keep going. Yeah. I like it's songs... like, you just want to talk about Tool, don't you? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's the same thing. I like, like songs on two Tool <laughs> records, but I wouldn't say I'm a Tool fan. I don't care. Yeah. There's songs that are cool, but I don't. I'm not a fan, and I don't want to talk to you while yeah. my favorite band is on stage in front of me. Songs yeah. that are cool. <laughs> I just think it's funny. It's like, did you listen to this record? No. What'd you think of this song? Didn't hear it. Didn't listen to it. <laughs> not gonna. It's really good. It goes like this. Okay, I, I, I'll well, hear now it. I don't need to listen to it. Not only you, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. You painted such a picture. You saved that me eight I minutes. <laughs> that I have to. Tool is twelve minutes. Oh. <laughs> they do have one song I like. And I begrudgingly admit that because the rest of that shit is fucking hot garbage. What's the one you like? It's on the Escape from L.A. soundtrack. I don't know mm. what it's called. Hmm. I'll find it. 
keep talking. It's on the movie. Yeah, Escape from L.A. It's a Kurt Russell movie. Mm-hmm. I know the one. With them, it's probably it's like, like a B-side. Seems like I've been here before. Something's, uh, Sweat. Yes. I wonder if that was on a record, because I'm I think terrible it was. at names. From that I era, think it was an early song. It wouldn't have been on Undertow, would it? Mm-hmm. No, because I bought Undertow, because all the friends I like that listen to the same music as me bought it's that record. It's on the opiate EP. Oh, so it's really old then. It's, so, old, it's uh, older than Undertow. Everybody was like, who... Because you know when you're young and coming into music, when one of your friends buys a record, pretty much everybody goes and buys it, because you're like, oh, we got all got to listen to it together. And Or if everybody makes copies of so it. I, yeah, so I did have Undertow. That's the only one I had. I'm glad I came up in the burning CDs era. It was tapes. Yeah, we just had tapes. It was the same but, sh- Yeah, same, same, same thing. My dad had a two fucking thing. Hell yeah. High-speed dubbing, baby. Yeah, yeah shit fucking ruled. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I, I grew up with the audiophile dad, because his fucking stereo system was crazy. We had every listening platform in super high-quality hi-fi sound. It was great. Hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was fucking nice. 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 So, Kids uh, don't know. <laughs> they don't. I mean, they. The only thing, like along the lines that kids don't know nowadays, I think the only thing they don't understand that we had that was great. They have all the stuff that we had was great. There's a version of it out now for the, you know, this next generation. Yeah, well, so we're not missing know, shit. I want to know what you're gonna say though. Mixtapes. Sure, but there's playlists. The ver- the version now is just playlists. Yeah. 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 Or, but like, there was just something like about going through curating like a list of songs, seeing if all of them would fit on half of a ninety-minute Max L. You know, you know, labeling it out and shit. I made yeah. like mix. Well, I had mixed CDs. Same oh, the same, same, concept. same concept. Yeah. You see, I still had to curate a list and figure out if they could all fit on what one hundred and twenty minutes or whatever. Uh, my again, something like that. Audio so, file, Dad. We bought the the fucking high the high just size. Just go with the fucking bit, will you? CDs killing me. But, no, uh, I got to fit more. Me, used to make me mix CDs every time we would go somewhere. Yeah, it was just something to do, mm-hmm. and it was it was satisfying to write like all the tracks on the uh, the insert and stuff, yeah. so you could see what was on he, what. He wrote them on the CD. Yeah, <laughs> I also would normally draw dicks on the CD too. You did. Why? But, I mean, uh, why wouldn't you? It's a opportunity. One dude, I, I got to give him his props, even though me and I don't get along anymore was Dom because he made me a mix CD. This is like when he first came to the United States and the packaging he had for it was sick. It was like um, like a FedEx mailer, like an open up mm-hmm. cardboard mailer and he covered it in all these small versions of like uh, classic hardcore record album covers, but he photoshopped like with, I'm talking with like tape and glue and scissors and all that shit. My face on like a, on sh- like I can't. Yeah, I, I know, I know exactly. one of them was the sheer terror bulldog. Oh, I got some more because he did it for me too for you of your face. Yeah, he had a bunch of uh, the kiss one where it's just the guy's like marching on the front had my face over it and he sure. really was elaborate and it was just fucking funny. So I loaned him. I loaned did a drawing of me on the top of the disc. That's great. With a Hellware hat on saying, yo, where's all the American Nightmare tracks and shit? <laughs> but like, yeah, like that, like that amount of craftsmanship going into it was fucking sweet. I loaned him some CDs at one point for him to make copies for himself. Yeah. And when he gave them back to me, they had new covers. Nice. <laughs> and like, I, I loaned him like SOD, <laughs> Speaking oh, yeah, Bush yeah. or Die, and it was Dennis's face on the... 
whatever, <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah. And then like, uh, yeah, it was some DRI record I loaned him, and it yeah, was like, that was yeah. on mine too. He's yeah. Probably, oh, so he's hack. He's yeah. the same. Oh ones. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, he had it yeah. sitting around. Oh, shit. So it was like every CD I gave him had Dennis's face somewhere on it. Yeah, it was <laughs> fucking great. But that, uh, that was when he was cool. And I miss uh, old like compilation records. I was just about to say like when you said kids don't have that. They're kind of pointless now. Not really. Along with the playlist thing, like comps are so starting to emerge again. I've seen a few pop up that are like, that seem like, I mean, it was a bunch of bands I'd never heard of because I'm old and stupid, but like, I'm glad they exist. Yeah. You know, what I mean by pointless is this, is that there was a time where the only way you would really find out about a new band that wasn't touring your area was a label you liked or a co- or would put out a comp, or a band would be on a comp, a band you liked would be on a comp, and you would just listen to the other bands on said comp, and that's how you found out about new shit. Uh-huh. Whereas now, someone can just post the link on whatever social, and you can just click it and listen to it. Whereas this, you like, you would actually seek out comps back in the day, because they're usually, a CD was like five bucks. Or cheaper. Would have like 20 bands on it, and or, you probably heard maybe three. Yeah. And... Even if you only found maybe like two other bands you liked, you're still you're still coming out on top. I revisited uh, In Flight Program recently. That's so long. It's good. <laughs> it's though. Such a long comp, but it's though. good. It's good, man. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of hitters on. There's a lot of misses too, but I don't know. Tri- yeah. um, uh, Triple B kind of did that with the America's Hardcore. That's comp. that's what I was thinking of. I definitely saw that one. I um, found Free Spirit because of I that. mean that's one. Like we used to, they used to be. All over the place. Well, every label had one. And now, and now yeah. there's From Within Records. Their comps are sick. But I just, that's cool. I mean, it's not on my radar, but I'm glad they exist. Hopefully, I just hope that they do for younger kids what they did for me when I was young. Yeah, probably. You know, it's easier to find bands though, which is good and bad. It's good time. because like you can get your shit heard. Across like you don't have to work for it. Across the country and shit like that, and even that, whatever you know, like you got it out across there. But it's also what's bad is now since it's so easy to get something, you really got to dig more to find something you truly like. You got to dig through a lot of turd to get to the diamond and the pile. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, I don't know. One scene unity comp. That's what they're called. Yeah, because they oh, rip, yeah. they ripped that off from uh, Rick the Life. Nice. As a dig at him. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah, low-hanging fruit. Congratulations, <laughs> boys. I don't know that it's a dig because I think from from the um, the pod that we did with Lennon, the the kid Carter who does From Within Records is like, a, he's from Alabama, but he's a Florida kid too. I think he's a Rick to Life uh, apologist. apologist too. <laughs> I don't think any of us are really apologists of like what he is now. No, no, no. But there are definitely Rick to Life truthers out there, and I think those two are genuinely two of them. No, but you're—that's not really maybe a I'm truther. Mi- maybe I'm misconstruing what you're saying. No, like you're saying truther as like you know how people that still fuck with Morrissey now, regardless, oh, yeah. that's that's an apologist. That's okay. a truther. I understand. There's tons of people now that are like, yeah, Rick to Life's a racist and a fucking nutball now. But they're not going to discount the fact that they love old 25 to life. I still love old 25 to life. And here's the thing with 25 to life. He went nuts and racist afterwards. And unlike Mm -hmm. other people where like you could tell they're probably racist all along, he really wasn't. Mm -hmm. Like he seriously just went 
off his fucking I, board. I, mean, I spent a, a good bit of time with him. Yeah, and, you were in a band with him for a while. And I never once ever caught a whiff of that. Any of it. Mm-mm. And it's, you know, he pretty- was he was a fucking weirdo. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. But he, I never caught a whiff of any of the shit that he's doing now. Yeah, it was all reactionary and him just losing his he, shit. He was lashing out because he got ousted from something he put a lot of time in. And it's all he yeah. knew how to do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no 25 The Life record. Like, he's not putting out records now, but no 25 The Life record had racism on it. No, probably- The opposite. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I wouldn't call anybody an apo- a Rick to Life apologist or Rick to Life truth or unless they're like, I'll listen to what he puts out now. That's different. But That'd be really I just think weird. they're fans of Rick to Life. I love American Uprising. Yeah. Whatever his band is now. Uh, American Uprising, yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. But I'm, well, I was thinking it was more of a, um, not a dig, but a, um, uh, like a nod or something. What I could, I mean, I it could homage. be. It what could the, be. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, it could be a could nod be. to what it used to be. I see, yeah. that, I see that being more likely. I think it's Personally. corny when people just pretty much copy all his song titles and all his comp names and shit and just it, there's a difference between paying tribute and just copying. And some of this I'm like, all right guys, we get it. Rick the life, whatever. All right. And say what you want about him now. I wouldn't have found half the bands I like without him. I mean, his distro is where I got half those fucking comps I was just jawing about. I mean, but I can say a lot of that about. Remember when you had a shows cop? I've frequented for most of my life too. Remember when you, you had a dead and buried record that didn't exist? We talked. We talked <laughs> yeah. about it. the the, dem, the the demo. The demo. Yeah. yeah, the demo. <laughs> um, <laughs> demo. We had a demo. We had two demos actually. One of them never <laughs> saw the light of day because I actually was telling this story to Phil uh, Perenni a couple of days ago. He just found out that Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust is a Delawarean. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. He recorded both Dead and Buried demos. Huh. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. He recorded both of them. He recorded the first one and then convinced me and Kevin to kick out the rest of the band because they all sucked at their instruments <laughs> and get new people. And then we went and recorded another one with him with all new people, just me and Kevin and all new people. And... uh so around the time we're going to put it out, uh, Mike, uh, what's his last name? Stavros something? Oh. Uh, uh, Greek Mike. Yeah. Kind of from voice. DFF Records, a yeah, label yeah. that put out the first Dead and Buried CD. He was like, he was just like, I want to put out a CD. So we're like, well, why don't we put out a demo if we're going to put out a CD? We're like, let's just give him this recording. And then he was like, I want to send you to this extremely expensive studio in DC. And we were just like, all right. So <laughs> we all know how that went. We it, oh. what, what was this story? What? What? What was I just this? told the story? No, no. He, he means the studio. So <laughs> the expensive studio, uh, Monster Island Studios, yeah, it was Kendall, Kendell, in Washington D.C. I had never even heard of it. It's well, it's not around anymore. Yeah, they were. He, he, it's Ken Olden from Damnation A.D. and Battery. Yeah, it was his studio. Um, my band recorded right before you guys. Yeah, because you were the first release he did. I think. Yeah, so we recorded right before, and we had a better experience because we were more of a hardcore band closer to what he was into. Yeah. And you guys, he just watched football the whole time you recorded. Yeah. <laughs> he would just kept playing, hit and record. All right, you guys good? Okay, yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah, he yeah. really phoning it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he didn't give a fuck that we were there. <laughs> and uh, we had like the demo shit 
done. So we recorded all those songs again. And then he's like, I think he was like, he needs to be longer. So we ended up having to write three songs in the fucking studio. <laughs> so, and of course that just went just as well as you think it went. It's just so bad. And he spent so much fucking money on it. Whereas the other two CDs we put out where they sound great for what they are. I paid for one with a bottle of Percocet. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> right. This was Joel Grind. This was Joel Grind. We're talking about no, this whole no, time. No no no. no, 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 no. Joel only did the two demo tapes. Okay, never mind. The one, I don't want to be the dead. I'm talking about the one who spent all this money. Oh, he's still alive. No, I'm talking about Percocets. Oh yeah, the guy who recorded uh, the company I keep and Bear Witness is deceased. He liked pills a hell of a lot and massages. Yes, he did. I paid for, uh, you know, I had the things with my kidney problems. I had a Percocet because I didn't fuck with pills like that. So I was just eating those heavy ibuprofens they gave me. And I just said, how much was the recording? And he said it was like 800 or something like that. Mm -hmm. He was fair. And I threw the bottle of pills at him. And I was like, how much is it now? Because he was buying pills off me the last time I had kidney stones. And uh, he's like, "Uh, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I think I only recorded with him once. That Arcacia record. Yeah. Yeah, we recorded yeah. with him. Like, but he took he actually cared about how our shit sounded. And he was like great. That. He was really good. Yeah. He was good at his it's job. It's a shame. Man. It's a shame. You know, but see it's just proof you don't have to spend that much money or go out of your state to find a good oh, place. Especially to now, man. But the shit Joel was doing was good. But yeah. And as soon as after he recorded that second tape, he moved out to uh, Portland. And uh, restarted. Toxic Holocaust started in Delaware mm. with some Delaware guys, and he had a he had a label here called Grind Brothers. And it was funny. It was him and this other kid, Dave Grind. No relation. It's great, dude. <laughs> this kid, Dave Brown. He's fuck. He's fucking awesome. But uh, most of the label was just bands they would make up on the spot, and then both of them were like both of those guys are those dudes that can play every instrument and every instrument well, and would just. Think of it, record it, and release it within the span of three days. And then move on. And it, Yeah, move on to the next one. <laughs> nice. Fucking hilarious. They had one called X Blossom X. And I don't know if you... You're probably too young for this, but Matt will enjoy this. It was... Was it st- Queen, Queen Mayan Bialik? Yes. Mm. It was stolen Earth Crisis riffs. And right when you like the vocals would come in, it would just be her brother Joey going, Whoa! <laughs> uh, was that Joey Lawrence? Joey Lawrence. Lawrence is like... They'd be like, dun, 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 dun. Like, then it's like, whoa. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like, oh, it's fucking, so stupid. So stupid, but fucking hilarious, That's dude. funny. <laughs> oh, Dave, do you remember a band from Delaware that hopped on a lot of the early shows at Dedeberry played called Oprichniki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave was the singer of that band. Okay. The one who dressed like a... um. An Amish person. I don't. I don't remember anything about him, but I remember the name. <laughs> he would. He would. You're like wear like the fake long beard and a fake bowl cut and a fake like a uh, like corncob hat. Oh my God. And just play. Oh, he would play in later hosing and shit. He's he a in, fucking animal. He, he rules. In on, in on the bit, Jesus. He's awesome. He fucking rules. Future dude. guests of the show. I could probably dig him out. He's still around somewhere. Fuck it. Let's try it. <laughs> he's a. Fu- <laughs> he's a fucking character. Might, might be local. But uh, yeah, they all started. Toxic Holocaust and Joel's like, I want to make it a real band and went out to Portland. And now they're massive. Yeah. So But I haven't talked to him like since he left. So it's not like me and him are like 
Phil was like, oh, you got to get him on the podcast. I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to that guy in like 20 years. I wonder, like, Matt from my old podcast said he he's seen him hanging at Oddity Bar a couple times. He might be back. Well, he still probably saw his family in the area. Yeah, he might. Be, um, he could be local, could not. I don't know. It was funny. He was the dude. He dressed like he did does now back then, <laughs> and he would always come out to all the shows I booked, and all my like thugged out like you know ignorant friends yeah. would try to start shit with him and try to like like fight him. And he would beat them the fuck up. It was so goddamn funny just to nice. watch them do it. I remember at Mr. T's once when we played with a, actually we played with one of, one Tom, of uh, Tom. You were born. One of Dave too Grind's late uh, for Mr. T's. One of Dave Grind's bands played it actually, and Joel was there just hanging out. And uh, Steve Paris, remember Steve Paris? Mm-hmm. Hit him with a skateboard. <laughs> hit Joel with a skateboard, and Joel just kind of just turned around real slow. All right. Hell yeah. I don't stop talking. No, he turned you, around real slow. Can you top that? He was just did one of these. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, and beat the fuck out of Steve. Steve's brother jumps in to try to fight too. Beats up his brother. That stinks. <laughs> everybody else, I'm like, just like, just leave it alone. They'll tire themselves out. <laughs> by That's... tire themselves, I mean get beat up by a fucking punk rocker. How many fights uh, did we see there? Damn. All of them. Where was Mr. T's? Carney's Point, New Jersey. Okay, never mind. Yep. It's, right over the bridge. It's not there anymore. It's flattened. Yeah. Well, it's it's haunted by uh, <laughs> cuffed Jean Mosh and pizza, pizza boxes. Pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Who ordered a pizza? Just, hey, who ordered all these pizza? Fucking stupid. You told me that. Was, people got so mad about that. Well, everything ties back to that because we definitely harbored fugitives to that show. <laughs> Attack satellite dishes. Yeah. Nate Ferry went to jail and then you yeah. paid for him. He didn't apologize or say thank you. Yeah. $850. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> I've heard about that story. Yeah. Mark Stokey. R.I.P. R.I.P. I, I hid him in the Looking Forward van under merch <laughs> because the cops were looking for him. That's so much merch. He's such a big boy. Yeah, he was a big boy. <laughs> It was all the merch. We had to bring it in from back inside and bring it out. A couple days before one of the shows, uh, me and a bunch of people, were, we ended up going to the Pizza Hut lunch buffet. And nice. we're sitting out front, and there's like that supply shed right next to the Pizza Hut. And somebody left the door open, and it was just uh, like a whole package of unfolded oh. uh, medium pizza boxes. So we're like, we need those for the show this Saturday. <laughs> we're like, what are we going to do with them? And I was like, I got an idea. Let's fill them all with flour and throw them around. <laughs> oh my God. Like, all right, how are we going to deliver? Like, how are we going to do this? So I went over to my buddy Sean Milligan's house and we folded every single like box in there. And then once we got to the show, a buddy of ours had a blazer. We sat in the back of it with bags of flour, just filling it with a little bit of flour. And I got a stack. I think I had about 20 boxes in my hand. And I just walked in, and I think I had a fake mustache on. And I was like, who ordered it? It's a pizza. And then just kind of threw it. And the people just pick up the box and start winging them each other. And you know how those boxes, they're not completely closed on no. the sides. So it's like whizzing through the air and just like <laughs> flowers Sp- spinning out everywhere. of the box. It's just, it was fucking great. That's funny as fuck. And once you get some like, you know, somebody's got their nice like Pelly Pelly jeans on, and you're getting like flour all over it. You know, it bum out hard. I have a lot of fond memories, but one just popped into my head of that place. <laughs> this is back when people would lit fireworks at shows. But just walk, like 
walking over to a wall, punching a hole in the drywall, lighting fireworks, and dropping it in the wall. <laughs> Fucking sick. That happened. That happened. Because <laughs> they would drop it in, and then you just see poof, out the bottom of the wall. Nice. <laughs> Did any outlets explode? I don't know. It, it was weird because... That place was a shithole. It was this room attached to the side of this bar. It was a truck stop bar. Yeah. This is Mr. T's? Yeah, it was truckers. Like, they were just <laughs> truckers and lot lizards. And they would come into the show, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell a story if you want to go beyond that, but... Uh, which one? Uh, one of them that you... Did you solicit one? No. He, no. He, uh, then who cares? <laughs> he definitely spit all over her and <laughs> hocked loogies in her hair. And, well. <laughs> yeah. I was such a piece of shit in my 20s. <laughs> I think the worst thing I did to her, though, was uh, I was like, show your tits, show your tits. And she did. And she did, and I was like, ew. <laughs> oh, that was the first show we did Secret Microphone. Oh, yeah, Secret Microphone was at that show. So we would... we would. <laughs> oh, before there, I forget this, though. Okay. Um, the, the thing I was saying about the... The guy who rented it to me all the times so I booked there said, have fun, go fucking crazy the first night. So we did. <laughs> and then we're like, there's no way we're getting this venue back. We, we knew this one was going to be a scorched earth day one. <laughs> he emailed me like a month later. So you guys got anything you want to bring in this month or what? And I was like, okay. And <laughs> so we kept like upping the ante each time and he and he would come in to the showroom and just look around and be like yeah and then walk back to the bar he there's can, people here he was <laughs> serving all minors uh, yeah shots not were, a card shots seen. were a quarter <laughs> a quarter shots <sighs> oh but go ahead no uh, uh what was i gonna talk about the fuck uh, see your microphone. Oh yeah, we would just we would. <laughs> there'd be like the mic he was using, and then there'd be another mic attached to the shitty PA, and one of us would hide behind a half stack like while they were playing, and during the quiet parts, we'd be like, "That's right, motherfuckers!" And we'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> just we were playing a song. That's a good sing falsetto into it. That's a good we were playing a song, and uh, it was after like the li- like like the uh, the vocal part was done. And someone's just like, you heard what he said? And you're like, <laughs> shit like that. I was like, what the fuck? Damn. I look over to like, the guys in my band to see who's got a mic in front of them, and none of them do. I'm like, all right, maybe I just fucking imagine that. <laughs> and then it just kept happening. And then eventually I just see this Lummox and one of his other bandmates are just behind there laughing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the, the singer of yeah. his old band was just like curled up in a ball behind a cab with what a, a mic in his hand. Just like... Just like agreeing and like hype manning me and yeah. shit like that. I was it's like, like, yeah. <laughs> what? You know what time it is. There's nothing There's wrong with like enthusiasm. No, it was, it was funny. It was funny. Uh, we, oh, it was great. We had fucking blast that place. <laughs> Rules. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my 20s were fucking awful. Doesn't God sound awful. It. That was fun. I, I, I regret some of we it. We should have been in jail. Yeah. 50 <laughs> 50. Yeah, definitely should be in jail. But also awesome. Yeah, but there was this giant satellite dish outside, and we decided... To shoot fireworks at it, right? Throw fireworks at it, yeah. Why and wouldn't you? Then police come, and... <laughs> you shoot fireworks at that, too. And the only people that they saw that were actually doing it at the time was Nate and our buddy Mark Stokey, and they had to run, because the cops saw them do it. Nate runs back into the venue and does like slides on his knees underneath one of the merch tables for that band. It was our table and red line. And yeah. It was red line and us next to each other. And the cops just walk in, flip the table over, and like, come on. Meanwhile, Stokey, who's like eight foot, 
and just like he's in our van big polar bear <laughs> one of the guys in his band is just like get in the fucking van get in the fucking van and he just jumps in the van and they just throw merch over top of him and hide him all and of them so he gets out <laughs> we had to stay shit it was probably to like three or four in the morning wait for them to process nate and let him go because i ended up having to pay bail yeah good breakfast yeah <laughs> so i paid like 850 dollars to get him out of there Fucking I paid eight fifty. Other people also put in money, but I put in eight fifty. Damn, what was this fucking bail? It was bail? like, like fifteen hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Out of state, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and like you don't have to pay ten percent. You got to pay the whole fucking thing. Yeah. It was all the money I yeah, had. Bail on that mm-hmm. one. It was all the money I had. God. So and so we we're all just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And he finally comes out and instead of saying thank you or I can't believe you guys waited or who do I owe money to, he's like, let's go go to Denny's for something to eat. Rod is like, are you fucking kidding me? But they didn't take. Him, they didn't take. His, yeah. They didn't take his money. Yeah, he he didn't lose <laughs> shit. <laughs> mm, fucking neat. What escape grace? <laughs> I don't know. I was just going along with what? it. What? Oh boy. <laughs> What's that? I fucking right down here. Did you fart again? Mm-mm. Probably. Mm. It might be coming out of the cushion. Oh, mm. um, so we played a show Friday. How was it? It was all right. Um, I like the just fire. The fire. Yeah. The fire's cool. I like the fire. I like it just fine. Uh, as a as a as a place to play, I like to pl- I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with the show. Um, I thought the sound was pretty good in there. Usually, mm. it wasn't bad. Yeah. Um, Warbur Cross played. Uh, Zach wasn't there, so. Our boy Alex sang too. I saw a video. And they were good. Good. Uh we killed. Um Tombstoner played after us and they were actually really good. And I watched a few songs of, of Edict. It wasn't really for me, a little too you know, ignorant hardcore for me, but and then uh, Extinction AD, I'm not a thrash guy, so but yeah, I watched yeah. them, it was whatever, but mm-hmm. I was just like the last few shows I've played with this band. I keep bringing it up in my head, like, what's a better crowd, a metal crowd or a hardcore crowd? Metal crowd. A hundred times we've talked about this. Always metal crowd. Yeah, I just wanted to get other people's input on it. Yeah. It's just, there was no stress. There was no anxiety of, like, people have, like, shit getting started or... No egos. There's no ego. There's no... Yeah, they just want to have fun, man. Yes. They want to bang their heads or run around. Yeah. And spend money. They just want zoomies, man. They want to They want to probably buy alcohol or spend money yeah. somehow. They're usually Everybody, on drugs. It's great. Everybody was yeah. just chilled the fuck out. No problems. No issues with anybody. That was the headbanging. Everybody in there was in a great mood. Everybody was in there having a good fucking time. And it ruled. And I was like... And the past few shows we've been to... Like metal shows we've been to. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Going to one tomorrow. Like people like see you, they'll see your shirt and be like, That band rules, let's talk about it for ten minutes. You're like, all right. Sure, why not? Whereas hardcore shows, no one wants to make eye contact with anybody. They pretend they don't fucking know you. Yeah. Remember we went to Death Fest and that guy from like South America was like Marauder <laughs> Master Killer. Yeah, dude. He was Fuck fucking yeah. awesome. And then he's the wanted guy, to talk got, to me. And yeah, I was I like rolled. I was like, look, I'm love enjoying this conversation, but I don't understand <laughs> what the fuck you're saying. He didn't speak English. It was he a Portuguese tried. or something. No, no, no. He, he, he was tried. Uh, I, if, He's from South America. I don't know what country he's from, and I don't want right. to guess and be rude, but... I got every fourth word. Yeah. 
I'll take it. Yeah, I, just no, kept saying, <laughs> I kept just saying the same thing. Like, how do you like it here? How do you like the States, man? How do you like Baltimore? Yeah, how, about, you know? how about McDonald's? <laughs> well, Baltimore's probably nice for him. He's probably from... I have a feeling he wasn't... He's from like Medellin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he might be from like, you know, the bad part. But yeah, people are just like, want to talk to you about the shirt you're wearing in the band. Whereas like everybody else is like... I know it didn't used to be like that at hardcore shows, though. I don't know what the hell happened, but it used to just like, well, if you're like the first like five people at a show and no one else was there and you didn't even know the other people, you would just start talking to them. You made friends. Yeah. I think the two. That's how I met that dickhead. Yeah. I think the 2010s happened. What does that mean? I don't know. Things changed around that time. Well, yeah, but we don't know what like, and I, why. I couldn't put my finger on it, but. Did you know we met at a Nazi rally? <laughs> that somehow tracks. Oh, no, it definitely makes tracks. Per- makes it's perfect sense. True. <laughs> it's true. It's fucking true. Nineteen ninety-eight or nine. Mm, one of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. We were at a a show in York. Was it York? Or was it Lancaster? I don't know. Same place. Now the Nazi thing. Where makes was sense. the Yip Rock? That was Lancaster. It wasn't Allentown, was it? No, 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 no. It was Lancaster. Lancaster, yeah. Okay. It was there. Yeah. Come, and it was... Come and correct. Uh, come and correct. The Boils. Boils rule. No redeeming social value. And Schoolyard Bully. Mm-hmm. And um, we were just watching the show or whatever, having fun. And uh, we were just talking out front. And I was there with a bunch of... I was there with a Common Correct because it was a bunch of Delaware guys at the time. And uh, did you guys play or were you guys just there? I wasn't even in the band yet. That was pre-me being in Looking Forward. So you guys were just all hanging out there? It was just, it was just Justin and I. We just went together. Yeah. And <clears throat> they were just out front. And I forget how the subject of Helmet came up. And we just started talking about how much we all loved the Helmet. Hassan was there because I told him how much I loved his DFL tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His obscure-ass DFL band. but Yeah. Dead fucking last, yeah. Band those rule. Yeah. But uh um this we're watching I forget what band we were watching. I think it was No Redeeming Social Value, which is weird. This is all weird because there's a black eye in No Redeeming Social Value, which mm-hmm. will make sense in a minute. So we're all just saying we had all been talking out front, just you know, chit chat, whatever. And we're just standing next to each other watching the band. They're like, Oh, this is cool, you know, all that shit. Then all of a sudden I know that this little tiny ginger is goose stepping in a circle in the middle of the floor. And I'm like, just like, oh, this guy's annoying as fuck. And then Justin, the guy he went with, taps him on the shoulder and is like, points to his, sh- and says, look at his shirt. And his shirt was an Adolf Hitler European tour shirt with Poland crossed off saying canceled. And shit. Like, it was like, holy shit. And this was not to be that guy, but this was back when you would fuck up a Nazi when you saw that shit. And this guy was like sneaking people too. Mm hmm. Like, he snuck me in the jaw, like, just goose-stepping around. I gotta admit, the little fucker had a punch behind him. So I picked him up probably Irish. by his shirt, and I'm, like, just pushing him towards the wall because I'm just going to start hitting him. And as soon as that happens, this dude steps out and just taps me on the shoulder and says, not a very good idea, brother. And I'm just, like, turn around, and my arms cock back, and I see five or six just blonde-haired, blue-eyed Aryan gods. Like, all these dudes are just, like, Meat and potatoes, big motherfuckers. Jackets and and so spenders. My arms cock back, ready to go, and I'm just like, "Yeah, it probably isn't a good idea." And I put that arm right back down again, drop the guy on the floor, and I was like, "I gotta go outside." 
And they just start doing this fucking with everybody there. And the singer of the band School Your Bully was like, he saw what I had done and shit like that. And he's like, uh, should we worry about these guys? He's like, I'm like, this place has a lot of those type of people here. We didn't know they were here when that happened. Oh, they're just hammer skins. Don't worry. Yeah, and he was just like, well, <laughs> if something pops off, do you have my back? I'm like, I guess, dude. But as you see, I'm outnumbered. It was me and little ass John and then him and his boy. And that was it. Not to detract before the story ends, can you explain what a hammer skin actually is to me? Uh, it's just, it's just skin, a, it was a skinhead crew. It's a, it's a gang. Like okay, a, it's a crew within the skinheads. I've only ever heard they're from people, Pennsylvania. I've only ever heard yeah. people refer to hammer skins, but I've never seen or met one. It, it's lucky. a title they gave themselves. Okay, sure. Yeah, it's, you know just, what, it's just a you gang. Know what it, you know about the, like the Atlantic City skinheads, the AC skins? Yeah, actually, it's same basic concept, but they were from Pennsylvania and they were they called themselves like hammer Allentown, skins. Lancaster, gotcha. Reading. It's basically a Nazi crew. Sure. Okay. So hammerskins, but they were prevalent. The thing with hammerskins was, where a lot of Nazis like to just hide, and you don't really see them around. They showed up. They showed up a lot. Mm-hmm. They Strong. would get the shit kicked out of them a and lot, come, and then they come back. But they would still, it never detracted from. They would still keep coming back and back and back. No matter how many times you whoop their ass, they would come back. Damn weebles and wobbles. And no, don't I gotta admit, I, I fought with them a lot, and. Some of those dudes knew how to fucking toss hands around. Mm. Like, they came down into Maryland a bunch too. Yeah, mm. and they got and every time they got sent away, but it, they got beat up, told not to come back. They came back, got beat up, told them to come back. But damn, well, they're they, persistent. That, that particular yeah. show, they actually paid them to leave. Yeah, <laughs> the promoter paid them to leave because they were just people were like complaining about them and all that shit. They're being all icky and stuff. And like, look, I'm all about beating up Nazis, but when it was like me and maybe three other guys I could count on versus like 12 dudes. Not good. Huge dudes. I was like, and these those, guys those, aren't the type of guys that don't no. carry knives. No, was, I was just about to say, yeah. they, they come packing. We didn't have weapons there. on us. We had nothing. Maybe a pair of brass knuckles if we were lucky. That's nah, not So, nice. yeah. Dude, I was fucking like 17 years old, like 18 years old. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so I was 19. Maybe not a bunch. You're two years older than me. Yeah, so I was probably like twenty. Yeah, I was I was eighteen. Oh, you sure you weren't forty six by then? Oh, no, I was a mere twenty. <laughs> I was a mere twenty year old. Yeah, just a strapping little guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Fucking annoying little piece of shit I was. With his cholo <laughs> shirt. Yeah. Was I cholo out? No, nah, not. Oh. Yeah, you not were already, you're already over or that. Po- you, no, this, you were you were beyond that. This is post cholo. Yeah. No, this is pre cholo. Was it pre cholo? I don't remember. Cholo, cholo lasted well into dead and buried. Cholo's forever. This was pre-Looking Forward for me. Looking Forward existed, but they only had the demo. And you guys predated me and Dead and Buried. Dead and Buried started in 99. I think Looking Forward did too. I joined in 99, but it was like something like winter of 99. We started in 99. But yeah, Hammerskins were just... I mean, I gave them credit. They were relentless as fuck. Real foul balls, those guys. (laughs) Real bruised bananas. A bunch of bruised fucking bananas. I'm telling you, dude. But yeah, that's how I met that guy. Mm Mm-hmm. See, and then we joined. You joined forces. <laughs> no, we joined. We joined. Oh right. We docked. We fucked. <laughs> oh, I see. Ah, oh, Christ. You transcended. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just thinking, like, the last few shows I've been to, just how the atmosphere is just so relaxed, and I don't know if it's because metal shows of alcohol intake or edibles or whatever or just that the whole vibe is just it's fucking ridiculous like how much 
let me ask you you're something. not on your guard you're you're just always just like yeah i could not feel more like relaxed chi- relaxed yes. at a, than at like a not being show. like you're not judged no i'm just yeah it's just fucking great dude i'm like the most comfortable fly on a wall i could possibly be mm-hmm. so, like the fucking piss grave show a couple yeah, weeks ago I was just chilling upstairs. That was a good fucking time. Laughing at people dressed funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, so towards the end of Iron Price, it's no secret that it was one of the most stressful things on the planet. What it, it was for all of us. Iron Price was. Yeah, it was for me, but just because I didn't handle stress very well at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Third Iowa was, wasn't opened yet. Straight. Uh, <laughs> Third Iowa still closed, stress, bro. Stress man. Stress man. <laughs> Um, so I was miserable at every show we played. I made people around oh, me man, miserable. Dude, nothing, there's nothing worse than playing a show in a fucking bad mood. I was always in a oh, bad mood. Oh God. I was always in I a bad mood. I always played in a bad mood, but the thing is like playing would bring me out of the bad mood. Well, the, for those sometimes 25, 30 minutes that we were playing, it all went away. Yeah. But then it came back as soon as we were done mm-hmm. because yeah. I had to go to the merch table and I had to deal with business stuff. Yeah. While you have to sit I, I'll there. just, I mean, while I had to deal with. Not you, but I had to deal with band members who were just aloof mm-hmm. and like weren't helping. Yeah, so like that Being was stressful dad. to me. It was stressful to me. Well, yeah, because I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't have fun and I couldn't relax. I was always on. The mm-hmm. only two people that would watch merch were me and him, and yeah. I'd say that it was divided between the two of us, seventy thirty. Me being the thirty, because you know me, I'm a fucking social butterfly. And sometimes I lose track of what I'm doing. And so nine times out of ten, Matt was stuck behind. Well, I, the I table. wouldn't. I wouldn't leave it unmanned, even if we didn't fucking sell anything. Like yeah. I didn't want to. You know, it just sucks when you go to walk to a merch table and there's nobody sitting there. Yeah, and you're like, oh fuck it, and then you never go back. So, uh, are you like this too? Like I, I can't help but try to push stuff. Like I try, like I try, I try to, to be, be a salesman. Yeah, I try to yeah. be friendly. Like, hey, what's up, man? Like, and you're the same I make way. Eye contact. Whenever somebody walks near the table, you say, hey, what's up, dude? You know, there's a 50-50 shot they could have a question and could walk away with something. Well, I oh, always... there's also a shot. So not to cut I... you off, there's also there's also a shot that you'll guilt them unintentionally into buying something. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I always yeah, I always say, hey, what's up? It's like if we, I'll I'll pay attention to what shirt they have on. Yeah. It's like, yo, did you see them when they came through like six months ago or something like that? And just something along those lines. Just relate yeah. to them. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it, but Be nice. what, what I was getting at is that, is it different now for you with this band? Is it just chill or is it um, still? Mostly Rich wants to do the merch table. So that's not really an issue, <laughs> but yeah, everybody's just, everybody is they're They're the band's more relaxed, but there's a more of a division of labor in Cancer Priest, whereas our price was uh, somebody's seventy percent you, thirty percent me, and that's it. Zero percent others. When it, came, when it came to the 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 meat and potatoes of running a band, the business yeah. and the things, whereas booking, merch, shit like that, communication, yeah, yeah. songwriting was even Oof. was a little better because uh, Travis. People technically Travis have to play their part instruments. In it. And when Marty finally joined, he took part in it. Yeah, well, Marty couldn't physically be there, but he yeah. did his homework. Yeah. We and would, uh, We would record stuff at practice, send it to him, and then... But the practices were basically Matt and Travis. That's it. It was just mm-hmm. the two of us. Yeah. For most of them. Damn, dude. But, yeah, now, like, uh, with Cancer Priest writing, all four people that play instruments in the band write the music. 
everybody plays it like Evan and John both are involved in the recording and stuff like that. They do we do it all in house. Like this songwriting's Ooh. pretty evenly like out too. Like at like on the thing we're putting out coming out next is gonna be six new and a cover. Uh Evan wrote three of them. Rich wrote two and John who just joined wrote one. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that smells like boiled potatoes. <laughs> so it's whereas Iron Price, the songwriting was one guy. Did you track your vocals yet? By the way, no, I haven't. Okay. Had, I haven't had a way, chance to get up there. We probably we could do that sometime. Well, you're a worker bee. Yeah, but, but I got I got weekends uh, back now. But um, as far as like the shows we play, that it's look, Iron Price did fine with shows. I mean, yeah, some were guys, very poorly attended. You guys were on a lot of flyers, though. I mo- I will say, as a spectator, yeah. But not to be even bitter about it, it's not like no one gave a fuck that we were on that flyer. It mm-hmm. was weird because like there'd be some shows where it was unexpected and we did really well. Yeah, extremely well. And where we thought we were just like, yeah, hey, we'll just play just to play, and because we want to play these songs. That happened. Yeah. That happened across check constantly. Yeah. We were never the band people went out. We were never the reason the people were at the show. Mm-mm. But we would do well. So, sometimes we could draw a couple of our friends, but same. Yeah. Mm. And we had this weird thing. Um, Matt and I, you, we've talked about this before, whereas we would get added to a show with <sighs> friends and we didn't fit on the show at all. We honestly didn't fit on 90% of the shows we were on. Well, we got we got put on shows, beat down shows a lot. And yeah, just... and we're like, these people are gonna fucking hate us, but for some fucking reason, they loved us. I wonder if there's a um, a low bar of intelligence with uh, people with, that like Iron with, Price. With, uh, with, yeah, definitely with beat down heads. That is sort of akin to here's the, the thi- openness of a here's metal the thing. Head. People give beat down heads like a hard time. Beat down heads got to look harder for their music. Well, no, they, people give them a hard time thinking they're like they're just stupid and they're brainless because beatdown music is kind of brainless. That's the but, art, though. But a lot of those like beatdown kids, they will still give every band on the bill a chance. They may or may not like it. Sometimes they even will be like super into it if it's not beatdown, but they will always be in there giving it a chance. Mm-hmm. It's true. So I've seen it. They, they're a little more open. They might not like it, but they'll still like give it a shot. Whereas a lot of like like the newer hardcore kids and like like they'll go to a show that has three bands on a flyer that they like and three bands they never heard of. They will watch three bands they like and then not pay attention to the other three at all. They will not give them a chance, even if it's like the same style of music or whatever. They will not. They're just like we're not going to watch those other bands at all. And I and that's weird to me. Well, in fairness, I have done that. Like, if the first we've all done it, but if, I'm saying every show. If okay, not every show, not nearly, but like if the first if the first three bands or the first two bands are bands I want to see, and there's five bands, I'll fucking leave after the second band and get home at nine, there's, nine there's o'clock. Definitely the Wawa. Well, break, yeah, but, but say like <laughs> it was Wawa, a six that's, band show. That's drive home. No, wait, time. I'm saying <laughs> say it's a six band show, and the three bands they want to see are interspersed with the. <laughs> Three that they don't know anything about. Like open, unknown. Yeah. Third, unknown. Yeah, exactly. Second to last. Yeah. And it's just like, instead of like, say, hey, maybe I'll watch a song or two, see what these guys are about. Nah. I was like, all right, that's weird. Whereas metal shows, 
They'll, they'll watch every mm-hmm. fucking band. Well, shows that we even that we played once they're there. Yeah. Yes, shows that we played that were because that was something we always tried to do. Is like we want to play like a death metal show. We're yeah. not a death metal band, but we want to try. Yeah, yeah. and it worked. Mm-hmm. Like we, a lot of people dug it, and like that was cool. Metalheads, honestly, like anything heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of these hardcore bands today's hardcore bands would do extremely well on metal shows if they played them. Like, a lot of the hardcore bands we've had on here would kill on a death metal show. They just gotta go play them. Mm-hmm. Like, metalheads, man, if you're heavy, and as long as you're not assholes, they'll give you a shot. Mm-hmm. Crossjack did well on some metal shows because our, like, fast parts were very, like, thrashy, crossovery. Yeah. Well, They loved it. They well, love that shit. Metal tested. It's like back in the day, like I will not. You would like see like Hessians. <laughs> I, I won't. <laughs> you would see like the occasional like Hessians at hardcore shows, yeah. and even if it was like a youth crew style band, those Hessians would still be up front like fuck yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. They would, but then but then those fucking assholes would end up picking on them and f- yeah, exactly. And then they never come back. Yeah, back that, then. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was awful, and man. I had this co- conversation with Tingle when he was real young and first coming around. And he was doing that shit because a lot of the other kids I hung out with did that shit. Where they're like, there's a metalhead here. Let's fuck him up. Like, target the metalhead, which was like the game back then. I was like, look, man, don't do that shit. And he was just like, why? I was like, look, here's the thing. Nobody's born cool. That metalhead, like, yeah, he's a fucking long hair now. But how do you know, like, this isn't his first hardcore show. This is his gateway to the hardcore scene. And you punch him in the face, and you he'll never the, come back. Exactly. Yeah. He'll never pay so, for another show or whatever. He won't, start, every, he won't start your favorite band 10 years from now. Yeah. Mm. Every single band you like now that you've seen in hardcore punk, Somebody, that, those kids started as that weird oddball yep. at their first show. Whether it was a Hessian, whether they were a raver, or just like some fucking rando. It's just... Butterfly effect, baby. No one's born cool. Or they were violently moshing and hurting people like Dom Pabin. I mean... He's a problem. (laughs) A menace. He needs needs to be stopped, but his bands are good. Yeah. Here's another dude. Like, his band would do extremely well on death metal shows. I think they played death metal shows, though, haven't they? I feel Sims? like I've seen... Have they? I feel like I've seen so. their name. Yeah, I feel like I've have seen their name. Have they played death metal shows or have they played shows with Vomit Forth on it? No, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. Both. I just... No. I feel like I've seen them on... I, even his old... Because there's um, still, like, there's five or six death metal bands that still play hardcore shows. Even well, I mean, A Life of Torment would do good, too, on a metal show. No idea who that is. It was his old band. No, anyway, but, it doesn't matter. But... You just got to play them. Mm-hmm. Who else was in that band? Not I don't know. God. But not, yeah, yeah, we would play anything that came across that was like interesting. We yeah. wanted to play weirdo shows. We wanted to play death metal shows. We weirdo would play shows, anywhere. Yeah, weirdo some, shows ruled. Weirdo shows are some of the best shows. We played a lot of those to, at the side bar. And, uh, Fuck yeah. The show that never happened would have been probably my favorite show. Which one? <laughs> it was, uh, was going to be Travis's, not, not our Travis, but Travis's birthday show. Oh, Travis Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was going to be with No Man. Oh, uh, yeah, There's and uh, Sunrot. Sunrot. Uh, Musket Hawk. Gloop. <laughs> Gloop. Yeah. Gloop rules, man. Gloop not, rules. Not Euro. And, uh, <laughs> they're fucking New Jersey. And, uh, they're Mus- awesome. Musket Hawk. Yeah, from Baltimore. They're awesome. And I think wow. he was putting Sunburster on it. Yeah, it was going to be a really cool nice. show. Nice. Yeah. That sounds fun. It was a really cool show, but it never happened. No, before we broke up, we were supposed to do a split with uh, Sunburster mm-hmm. on Knife Hits, but we just broke up. Instead. Yeah. 
What do you say? As you do. This is this has been a good ass episode. Scooby-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo-Doo